Hello family, this is In Christ Alone, your word break for today. It's another Monday and I have a word for you. This week I want to talk about the goal, what I believe is the goal of Christian living. The goal of Christian living. You know, when anyone is in Christ, the Bible says that he's a new creation. He says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we are new. We receive new life when we come into Christ. We are translated from an old kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, into a new one. Bible calls it the kingdom of light or the kingdom of his dear son. Our sins are forgiven. In Romans chapter 6, verse 6, the apostle Paul says, But knowing this, that our old man was crucified, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should no longer serve sin. So we know that in Christ, when we come in Christ, when we receive Christ, we have new life. We are accepted in Christ. We have many great promises and privileges. So how should our living look like? You see, life is meant to be lived. If we have received new life, it is meant that we live. And that's why when someone receives Christ, you are not immediate, you don't immediately appear in the next dimension or in, appear in heaven, to put it in simple terms. But you still continue to live here in the same falling world. You still continue to have the same people around you. You still continue to go to the same job you were working on. If you're in school, go to the same school. Your family members are the same. You still live here on earth until the end. But how should that lifestyle you are living every single day look like? And that's what I want to talk about. I believe that there's a prayer Paul prays for the Colossian church in Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. It gives us three goals or three targets that should be how our Christian living should look like. If you're you're living the Christian life, how should it look like? What what are some of the key markets that should be seen? What are some of the things that people look at your life and we can identify and know that this is Christian living? So Paul says in, in Colossians chapter 1, when you read verse number 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing the knowledge of God. I believe there are three markers in this verse. So this was Paul's prayer for the Colossian church. This was what he desired. He said he was praying for them that this is how their life will look like. And I believe that he gave three pointers, three key indicators, three targets or objectives of Christian living. And those three are what we'll discuss this week. The first one is that, that you will walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. You walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. I like how the Amplified Bible puts it. It says that so that you will walk in a manner worthy of, of the Lord, displaying admirable character, moral courage, personal inter- integrity to fully please him in all things. You see, what this verse lets us remember is that there is a way to live every single day. There is a kind of living that pleases God. As, as believers, we can't just receive the Christian life and go about our day just any way we like it. You know, there's an error that has found its way into many postmodern churches where because we understand the new creation, or we think we do, because we have a certain kind of understanding of, of the new creation, of the message of the grace of God, because we understand how deep, how great, how wide the grace and the love and the mercy of God is, we seem to think that the way 
we live, our lifestyle doesn't matter. That however we live, God is pleased. It's as if we seem to think that because God actually finds pleasure in Christ and we are in Christ, however we live as people who are in Christ does not matter anymore. But that's an error. There's a way men live even when they have received Christ that pleases God. And there's a way men live that does not please God. How do I know this? If you look, for example, in the Old Testament, if you look at the kind of descriptions that were given to the people that walk with God, you can see the kind of lifestyle that when in the manner in which when we live, it pleases God. For example, you, t- you can talk about um, Noah. Bible talks about Noah being blameless. You can talk about Job. Bible talks about Job being blameless and upright, that he feared the Lord, that he turned away from evil. You see, this is not legalism. And I know it's not legalism, it's not the old covenant, because Noah and Job all lived before the law was given. Abraham lived before the law was given. And yet, these were admirable characteristics that God used to describe these men of old. Which means that living a life free from sin, choosing to stay away from sin, living an upright life, living a life that is blameless, fearing the Lord, these are not things that are necessarily only for the Old Testament. It is just the way or the way of life that pleases God. So there's a manner that we live that pleases God. And I'm saying that these, you know, old covenant people, old Old Testament people like Job and Noah and Abraham, if we don't even want to look at the people that walked in the law, we can look at these people that actually did not have the law. They just walked with God. The Bible talks about Noah. He walked with God. And the result was uprightness blamelessness fearing God shunning evil Job said that he had covenanted with his eyes not to look lustfully at a woman this was even before the law was given and so the point I'm making here is that there is a kind of life that fully pleases God and so when in Colossians 1 10 Paul says that you may live in a manner worthy of God fully pleasing him it means that there is a kind of living there's a way you go about your life There's a way you go about your life that fully pleases God. Let's not be deceived. Let's not be deceived that because of the grace of God, because of the mercy of God, because of his love, and when we have said that we have accepted Christ, we can choose to live anyhow and and God is still pleased. That is why the Bible talks about grieving the Holy Spirit. If everything we do and the way we live doesn't matter, then there cannot be something called grieving the Holy Spirit. There's a way in which that a man lives and it grieves the Spirit of God. You see, now in that verse, the Apostle Paul doesn't only say that it's a life that pleases God, but it says that it is worthy of God. It is worthy of God. You see, something that is worthy of a second thing is that it matches to the character of that thing. For example, if I go to a shop and I pay a certain amount for that item, for an item, the amount I'm given is worthy of that item and that's how come I can buy it and take it away. So the question is, the way in which we are living, 
is it worthy of god does it match with the character of god and that's why we try to define christianity simply as living like christ so the lifestyle the way we are living should match with the character of christ one of the things i always use to answer questions like you know is it a sin to do this is it good for when a christian does this one i have different ways of answering that but one of the things i always say is that if god was your only audience if you are doing it for God, if God is the recipient of that thing, if God is the observer, the audience, if God is the reason for that thing, would you do it? If God is the, for example, some music you want to listen to, for example, some action you want to take, if God is the receiver, God is the audience, God is the judge, would you do it? Because, like we see here, one indicator, one goal, one target of Christian living is that it must be worthy of God and it must please Him. So the three indicators I'm giving this week, the first one is that the way we live every single day, it matters and it must be worthy of God and it must fully please Him. I'll share two more indicators concerning the goal of Christian living. I wish you a wonderful week. God bless you.